Welcome to the Mark Stary Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Stary, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Stary, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two, if you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Stary Music Podcast. Also consider helping with the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Robert Green. Yes, trust them not, for there is an upstart crow beautified with our feathers. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 132. Thanks to all the folks who contributed to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a beautiful spring day here in St. Paul, Minnesota. So glad the winter weather finally broke. Was depressing and making me crazy. Anxiously awaiting for the masters from Andy Crowley for the new album today. Last week's Geeks Wrap Up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Thanks for the emoji movie cell phone pop-out, Ella. Thursday, Brian Johnson and myself rocked out at Bedell Club in Roseville, Minnesota. Full house with Gloria, Yvette, and the entire cast of characters rocking and dancing the evening away. Don't miss the Bedell shows, guys. Friday, Brian Johnson and myself jammed at Lucky's 13 in Plymouth, Minnesota. Great to see my lifelong friends, Huff, Travich, LT, and Jamie at the show. Tried some stanky hemp beer and went and saw Super Troopers afterwards. Hilarious. Saturday, Brian K. Johnson myself rocked out at Vanelli's by the Lake in Forest Lake, Minnesota. Fun, busy show, but had a blast after jamming with Vintage Rags at Shamrocks. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, April 25th, 2018, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Friday, April 27th, I'll be playing a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota from 7 to 10 p.m. Saturday, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and I will be jamming at Nova in Hudson for the Beer Cave Fest from 1 to 2 p.m., then heading to Clayton, Wisconsin to rock out at Seven Brothers from 7 to 10 p.m. It's part one of three with Minnesota singer-songwriter Allie Gray turning the tables and interviewing me for the podcast. We discuss Upstart Crow, Memory Music Rewind, etc. at Mancini's. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Do not turn your dials. This is not Mark Sterry, but he is here. This is Allie Gray, and I am lucky enough to turn the tables 
and I am interviewing Mr. Mark Sterry on his own podcast. Thank you very much, Allie. (laughs) (laughs) We are here at Mancini's in St. Paul. We love it here. It's probably my favorite restaurant on planet Earth. Besides Beedale, but this this and Beedale for sure. Yeah, but uh, I love this place. I've been coming here since I was like 20, 21, like forever. Yes. Well, good. I'm glad we picked this place. Yes. Now, I do want to say this. I have never been in this position of the interviewer. You've had me on your podcast before doing top fives, and you have interviewed me. But I've had a number of people say to me, why doesn't Mark be the person on his podcast that gets interviewed and talk about his music? And people have said that to you maybe before. Is that right? Yes, especially my friend Rich from Rochester. Um, Asks about it all the time. Want some interview you, man? Yeah. And so this is kind of cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it, this will be fun. Well, it's a, it's a thrill for me that you trust me to do this. Just and so you know, it was know. your idea. I know. Too. Oh, yes, I should I say that. I didn't say, like, hey, Allie, will no, you no, interview no. me? No, no, you're right. <laughs> I did want to say that. Actually, originally it was your buddy, Steve Miro, who said, somebody needs to interview Mark. It was at one of your top five podcasts that he said. Oh, that's great. And I pretty much said, let me do it, let me do it, and begged for that That's honor. awesome. Steve Merrill, big shout out to him, one of my best buds. Love him. All right, we need to just get started because there's so much to cover. You, have, you are a jack of all trades, artistic trades, I will say. Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm any good at any of them. You know, I yes, just, you are. Uh, I like to do a lot of different stuff, I guess. Just uh, whatever I'm interested in, I generally dive in. Like Greg Louganis in 1988 in the Olympics, you know? God, and like I get that. my head hit, too, <laughs> most of the time. Oh, well, for one reason why we're doing this now is because you are releasing a new album, which we will talk about. Yes. But can we wait for that first? Because oh, yeah. there's so much more. Um, you're full-time musician in the Twin Cities. Currently. <laughs> <laughs> For the time being, anyway. <laughs> Over 200 shows a year, for sure. Probably. Yeah, I mean, seriously, credit yeah. where credit's due, for Wednesday sure. Wednesday through Saturday, every week, pretty much. Yes. Like I said, the, currently, until <laughs> I lose my job. You aren't. You've been doing it for years. When did you start doing music full-time? Um, it was in, I would say, 2005. I was uh, living in Hudson, Wisconsin in a crack house um, behind the loan building <laughs> behind like Target in the bowling alley with roommates I hope my roommate Chris my roommate Chris Monet, one of my best buds he's out in Seattle right now selling fireworks and stuff and <laughs> hopefully he's still alive <laughs> okay anyway so I, after college I graduated and I uh, I did move to the cities for a while and I was uh playing music and that's so us kind of starting off playing shows like the fine line and and um stuff on west 7th here like uh um uh tom reeds yeah which i am 86th for life at how did would that happen to you um you don't have to say yeah we used the band was called upstart crow then yeah right out of college and uh that lineup was Sean Schradel, one of my other best friends, bass player, uh, myself, uh, drummer Brandon, and a guitar player named Butchie Butch. <laughs> 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 
and we played there. We brought our own gear because we didn't want to use the, the the place's gear. And the, Wait a the minute. owner, gear, sound gear. Yeah, our own, they had PA. their own sound okay. system put in, and we didn't really want to. It's just a little room, I mean, whatever. But but uh, the owner threw a big fit, and then one thing led to another, <laughs> and uh, he threw us out of there. Anyway, but that same day, my uncle, who was president of the CMA board, who owned a bunch of radio stations and yeah. ran a bunch of radio stations in Texas, he flew up to come see that gig oh. with my cousin Kate, and we got thrown out of the gig before he even got there. <laughs> Had you played a song yet? Bef- were you thrown out before you played? played a few songs. Played- okay. Or we okay. sound checked, maybe. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> and then, so, we went to O'Gara's to have a few cocktails, and my uncle says to me, he goes... He goes, you know, Mark, I don't know if this playing music is doing much for you. Maybe you should try the songwriting thing. And that was the seeds of the, the Nashville stuff. Okay. We um, have to talk about that. But I, Okay, where, where you go? I went on a little rabbit hole digging right there. So, uh, But then I moved. Uh, for some reason, uh, I left the cities and moved to Hudson for one year. And when it did was you like move the to the cities, did you say? 2001. Okay, and then you moved to Hudson 2005. 2004. For, and it was the worst year? Worst year ever. Why? I think ever. Because I taught guitar lessons at Mars Music for this Jeffrey T. Johnson, R.I.P. Um, <laughs> he was in a band called Another Carnival. I, he was a comic book character. I look back very fondly at him now, and he was one of my influences. <laughs> But we had a love-hate thing going on for sure. I taught guitar lessons, and I was uh, uh, was a sub art teacher at the Hudson School District as well. Yep. And then uh, I worked for an insurance company, which was the worst job I have ever had in my life. You worked you worked at an insurance company. I yes. can't even picture this. It was terrible. Not all that did, you would be bad at it. All I did was sit there and just listen to these old just. <laughs> books on tape and stuff and I hated every second of it and I just would sit there like and I hardly had any shows um it was really really bad um it did not end well at all but during that time I had started the band the Whiskey Roses yes at that time and so but it, the original lineup was uh um after the Upstart Crow thing kind of fizzled out I hired my good friend from college Ryan Erickson to play bass and then we hired uh um, my buddy Teddy Jack, who's a drummer. And then St- Steve Merrill, who we brought up, was one of my guitar students. But I caught you red handed. Caught red handed. Caught you red handed. Caught red Okay. And I, I guess he says I pranked him and said that you should go to the audition for this band. He and shows it was up yours? as my band. <laughs> he didn't have a choice. So he played in our band and and we did a lot of cool stuff. We'd end up like headlining the fine line on weekends and stuff. And we kind of built ourselves up. And we were doing outlaw country straight. Like, so I did want to talk about that. So I I I didn't hear Upstart Crow. I can't find it anywhere. It's not on iTunes, nor is it on your website. Here's why. Why? So my bass player, Sean Tradle. Still one of my best friends. 
we're going to do a podcast, and I'm going to release it on iTunes over a podcast talking wow. about it. But that was that was UW Stout days, and right afterwards, that was my big, like, kind of hit record for me. We had a. Uh, I heard that's, it's great. That's one we sold out out of, and uh, we sold it out in pretty much one night. Oh my and god! Then, and then and then uh, used all the money and pissed away at the bar the same exact night. That's what you do in college. But so then, Memory Music Rewind was two years later. Here's what I want to know. Because that record, Memory Music Rewind, is totally different from when you start doing Whiskey Roses. There's no drums in the album. Nope. And I was wondering if that one was similar to Upstart Crow, if that writing was similar. No, uh, somewhat. Um, the Upstart Crow record was a three-piece rock band thing. And uh, we recorded it actually right down the road from here off of Smith Avenue Bridge. It was called Ambient Sound. Okay. And um, it was only four or five songs. It was like my little college hits. I played all the little parties. Okay. And, uh, uh, you know, and at the, at the clubs, like the meat market at UW Stout and and um, uh, someplace else with some bar. We played on their log jam. And, and our big hit song was called Make My Bed. Before you leave in the morning. Make my bed before you leave in the morning. Took a chance leaving a key in the door. Flowers dead and our tail was falling. I will waste out more. Okay. And the other hit song up there was a song called, uh, um, (laughs) waiting for Kevin's table. But my other uh, big song was called uh, These Are the Best Days of My Life. And it's this kind of acoustic ballad I wrote about all my friends in college. Oh. Uh, we used to play with all these house party people, and we used to play this one place called Planet Jupiter that was ran by my friends Chad Sommerfeld and Jeremy Doolian. And, and uh, it was like the big college house party house. And so we'd play there, and it'd just be packed. I know they went through, like, I forget the number. I'm sure they'll let me know, but... Uh, like 11 kegs of beer in one show. And then by the time we got going, we had to move to the bars because um, the police would bust it before we'd even start. And that's why we had to move to the meat market and stuff. Uh, And that was the songs he played there. And um, But I named Upstart Crow. I used to hang out at this bookstore. And I used to hang out with this guy named uh, Van. Uh, But he ran a little bookstore, UW Salt, called Upstart Crow. And it was a term used to describe William Shakespeare. People would say they called him an upstart crow, like some young and hotshot guy that was pretty much full of shit, you know. And looking back, I was completely, you know. <laughs> That's but, cool, uh, though. Anyway, so I used to hang out at this bookstore and get all these books, and this guy guided me into all these books. And I was reading in college. I wasn't paying much attention at school, but I was reading all this, like, like Russian literature stuff, like Dostoevsky, and I just I discovered all the like Jack Kerouac stuff on the mm-hmm. road, and and uh, the transcendentalist guys like Walt Whitman and Henry David Thoreau, and drove out to Boston and all that crazy college stuff, and and uh, so I named the band after this bookstore, and that's what we were for a number of years. That's super cool. I was an English major, so everything you're talking about is really right in my wheelhouse. Yes. Oh, sweet. But listen, so then whiskey roses. And then it was the after the upset crow, it went. Uh, I was solo. Solo, right? And that's when he released Memory Music Rewind. Yes, I wrote that in specific after the, to pitch to go down to Nashville. Okay. To become a solo artist, and I I didn't listen to country whatsoever. And this is still when it was like the 
like Alan Jackson and Garth Brooks was big and stuff like that. So I just wrote these songs that were popular amongst my friends also yeah. when I moved to the Twin Cities. Um, big ones off that record that people liked were called uh, Ghost in My Heart That's was a big one. That's my favorite one and Catch Your Hand. Okay, yeah, so Ghost in My Heart was the first song I've ever written. I wrote it when I was in college, like at 18, 19 years old, about this girl named Angie. And I, <laughs> it was brutal. Uh, I wrote that down. That, I don't know, I loved that It was the one. very first song I ever wrote. And I didn't play That's it for her crazy. for a couple years afterwards. Did, but, you, um, did you get back together? <laughs> we never were together. She had some kind oh. of boyfriend or something. I don't That's know. right. Um, now, I thought that album had a little bit of a Bodine's sound to it. Would, were they an influence to that or not really? No. No. Okay. Um, not so much. <laughs> At that time. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, but so, oh, the Catch Your Hand song. I love, a lot of people like that song. My mom was actually at a wedding one time and they played it for the mother-son dance and just randomly at some wedding she was at, that Catch Your Hand song. And uh, I recorded the vocals that was very close to my great-grandmother, right. Opal. Okay. And she's built our family's cabin and stuff. And, and I sang that the day I found out she'd passed away. Aww. And so I dedicated her, dedicated the song to her. It wasn't written about her, nothing to do with okay. her. But, but uh, I dedicated the song, still due to her. And I remember I only played it live song. a couple times. I started bawling in the middle oh, of it. Oh, it's a beautiful song. That well, one you. I loved, and then Ghost in My Heart. The whole album I really liked. Fun <laughs> stuff about that uh, Memory Music or Wine record. Yes. Uh, there's a song on the very end called Under Early Morning Skies. Better get on the move. The sun's gone. And I wrote this song about my dad and his two best friends, uh, Dave and Gary Gazdick. And Gary Gazdick was killed scuba diving in Africa. Oh, my God. And I wrote this song about... And so he brought... He collected these... Bred these African frogs, believe it or not. <laughs> and so I had some of these in my apartment in the cities. The frogs? These frogs. Okay. And so I was writing the last verse of this song... And this is what my dad and these friends, whatever. And this frog started croaking, like loud. Oh, and this so, was in the song, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so I took a microphone and stuck it in the fish tank, That's in the frog tank. Right. And they were croaking. And my buddy Chris and Danny all come back to the apartment. They're like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, it's like one in the morning. They're recording <laughs> these frogs croaking. Anyway, Seth, who was the engineer slash producer of that record, um, I don't know whatever happened. I haven't talked to him since. <laughs> he goes, Mark, you won't believe this. I was wanting to clip it on the front because I love Leon Russell, so my favorite musicians. He always had these gimmick like sound effects in his songs and yeah. stuff. And so uh, uh, he goes, the frogs are croaking in this exact time signature as the song. Wow. And so we just clipped it. So it's like croak, 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 da 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 da
thought that was kind of cool. It's pretty cool. Um, one more other tidbit Please. about that that album. Uh, speaking of the sound effects stuff, on the the big one of the big ones out there was called September. I kind of yell, and it's had this violin player, and the song makes like zero sense. Uh, I thought it was this poet kind of guy, Ryan Adams kind of poet guy, yes. and whatever. I don't know what I was talking about, but but that was kind of cool. My when I showed up to the studio, our oh, the future drummer Teddy Jack and the engineer they're sitting there smoking the studio. There's a big a big bucket of sand, and they they'd shot a gun inside the studio what? into this bucket of sand and recorded it, and that's what kicks off that song. Oh. Oh my gosh. So kind of fun stuff. That's super cool. And that was your second album that you were doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Whiskey Roses. Because I feel like, how many years were you doing Whiskey Roses? Now, for, I did want to mention this. The album that's releasing is your, we figured out together, it's actually technically your eighth album if you count your Christmas EP. Seventh <laughs> album if you don't count the Christmas but I as far as you got, it's still an album that you recorded. It's a collection of a few classic Christmas. Yeah, I loved it. I loved yeah. Tom Cohn. That was that was fun. He's a good buddy so too. So seventh. That memory music rewind record. Yes. So all my friends loved it, but when looking back and I just hated the way I sang it. Like I just I thought, love I it. thought it sounded terrible. Do you still feel that way? Yeah. No, you're crazy. It's beautiful. It's different. Like I turned it on and I said, This doesn't sound like him. It's beautiful. I mean they're both their styles are good, but I love that one. It was paid for by my friends Nick and Nate Asuncheon, paid for the whole album. Because <laughs> I didn't have any money. Wow. And this other guy that, that uh, I worked for paid for part of it, too. But my buddy Nate says he still has boxes of that album still sitting around. Oh, my He's gosh. holding that collateral. Uh, but that album is interesting. So we, we put that out as acoustic record. Mm-hmm. And we did a CD release show at Plums and then decided to hire a drummer. <laughs> and no, there was no drums on No, it. there's no drums. And I hired a guitar player, lead guitar player, who didn't show up for the CD release show. No way. Yes. And I ran into this guy two weeks ago. I haven't seen him since. No since way. 2003. Yeah, I had a show. And he stood us up. We had practices, all kinds of stuff. And he stood us up the day of this CD release show at Plums. No way. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> it was fine without him, though, I'm assuming. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, we Sean Tradel and I took that album down to, to Nashville. And my uncle, he just had, he just, Gave me a few names of people he knew that he worked with the CMA board, whatever, and okay. And so I brought the album down there, and everyone hated it, um, pretty much. <laughs> oh, <I don't>... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> they hated it. But the one song, okay. So was, I brought this record and my Upstart Crow record, and actually a song off my Upstart Crow record, the song called "Baby Summer." Baby. So far from love 
Yes. Was the last song that got uh, Ixnade last year or two years ago for my publishing company. Had it signed for that many years. Oh, so we're going to stop here. Do part two. Yes. Let's go part two. We'll talk about that. Maybe publishing and Whiskey Roses on another episode. And maybe I can talk you into a third episode because there's more what to talk about. What song do you want me to take at the end well, of this? Well, that's what I'm wondering because here were my, my two favorites from music or memory music rewind were ghost in my heart and catch your hand did i already play catch your hand on a podcast you did so do ghost in my heart one thing i remember about this song recording (laughs) this song at at the studio well first off we started recording at Noiseland, and where i don't know where it was this dude that used to be part of the doors ran it it was just a whatever money pit (laughs) and so i was there all the time we'd sit there and have lunch not record anything still get charged everything and I know I wanted uh, my buddy Chris to come with, and he came with the record. And I remember that song, I was half-ass sick. And I was singing that, trying to get the emotions out. And I looked to the studio window, and here's my buddy Chris yawning. He's oh, like, no. Oh. How like, do you remember that? That's terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> Play that one for okay. sure. That's, there's one little thing okay. I wanted to say about that, that memory music or wine record. That it's why, for me, I still hear about it quite a bit. Okay. And it, it was about mostly a really ending a relationship okay. uh, out of college and then trying to be artsy-fartsy and make it as, like, this poor-ass musician. And so it's a lot of it stuff I'm still figuring out what I'm trying to say and stuff, so I'm trying to be artsy-fartsy, but um, it is kind of a breakup record. Okay. And I played a wedding a few <laughs> years ago, and... I played the, whatever, it's one of the dances, their song or something. And this guy comes up to me and he says, he goes, oh, man, it's good to hear your voice singing again. I said, oh, that's cool, man. He goes, yeah, after college, I went overseas. And he goes, my girlfriend broke with me. I went overseas and all I had is my bag and I had your CD on me. And he goes, I listened to it hiking around and stuff. And he goes, uh, I said, oh, that's kind of cool, man. He goes, well, then I went to the bar and... I was sad drinking one night and listening to your CD and headphones. And this girl walks up to me and she goes, what are you listening to? And the guy says, oh, my, this guy I used to listen to follow around in college named Mark or whatever. And, and she goes, oh, can I check it out? And he goes, anyway, meet my wife. No. Yes. That is a great story. That is a great story. Especially a good one to end on. Yes. This, that's beautiful. So You should have sang at their wedding, though. <laughs> That's a great story. Even if it's a liar. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in next week for part two of Mark Sterry on his own Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Thank you, Allie. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere where it could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.
In my heart 